Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. So some may say that the Will Smith uh, controversy has been done to death. I say not. <laughs> you say, David Hepworth has barely started. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, every morning I wake up and think, and another thing, and another thing. And, um, you know, my first thought when I saw this was publicity stunt, you know. Sure, I thought that too. It's been done to, to I restore thought it was a the the flagging fortunes of the Oscars, which for years now have been fewer and fewer people have been bothered about them at all. And also, at the same time as them, you get less and less popular. They've been nominating less and less popular films. You know what I mean? So the films that they're nominating and arguing about, nobody's seen, and, and in many cases... Which is entirely the diversity thing, isn't it? Yeah, I saw some extraordinary survey that the um, the uh, what do you call it? Power of the Dog film, um, the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch um, um, movie. I saw some survey that said that only six percent of the available audience has seen this. You know, because it, and it's on Netflix; anybody can see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just hadn't bothered anyway. Good film though. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. But as you maybe. say, it's a different, it's less mainstream, isn't it? Which means that it's uh, it's going to be a less, which is a good thing in many ways, but it means it's uh, it's probably reducing the chances of a big audience. It's the classic case of, you know, what's his name? Ian, who was the manager of Spinal Tap. We're not getting less popular. It's just our appeal Ian is becoming, becoming more selective. selective. <laughs> yeah. And that that's the Oscars. Anyway, we go to the subject of Will Smith. Which my daughters, you know, I would say, oh, publicity stunt, whatever. My daughters go, no, no, it's real or whatever. So I watched it. And my question to my daughters, which I'll put to you, Mark Ellen, because I, I know you know a lot about the world of the scrap. You're, you're very, <laughs> oh, very yeah, I'm a grappler. I'm a scrapper. <laughs> you, you and Alex. Never out of a, yeah, you and Alex, girl, they really come home on a Saturday night without a kind of bloodied nose or yeah, you've been in some a, kind of with dust a police up. incident tape tied around it that's right 
Usually about which is the best album by Pete yeah, Brown yeah. and his battered ornaments or, or whatever. You know, anyway, you've been in many of scrap. I'm saying to you, I'm putting to you the question I put to my daughters, which was, have you ever in all your puff seen one man slap another? Slap another. No, I, I, don't, I don't mean you. Because... I don't, the, the slap is the key point because I'm going to just, just hear me out. Saying, yeah, okay? yeah. Because the slap is the kind of the contemporary uh, descendant of the glove across the face of the kind of 19th century challenge to a duel, isn't it? A slap. Well, it's is provocative. It, it's provocative. It's an if insult. If somebody punches you, you're immediately on the defensive. Like, I've got to stop them punching me again. But if somebody slaps you, I think you're the, the urge is to slap them back, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Isn't you that see, right? It, well, I've ne- listen. I've never, I've never been slapped, and I've never slapped anybody. Have you? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. So, so our experience of this is entirely based on loads and loads of movies and uh, and watching Will Smith the other night. You know, which is kind of like a movie anyway. Yeah. And, um, but it, I'll be thinking about this. I'll be gaming this in my mind. You know, if, if I were to slap anybody, any bloke, my, what's my, what's my fear? My fear is that they're going to retaliate and I don't think they are going to slap me. They're going to hit me. Yeah. So if I go to do that in a public arena, I'm going to do that on international television, even in front of the reduced audience of the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. The chances are, I know Chris Rock is not a huge bloke and Will Smith is quite a big bloke. The chances are that he will retaliate by thumping me and then I'll end up with a broken nose. It seems that it's the most provocative thing you can possibly do. And to then, having done this, to turn on your heel, return to your seat not to grasp the hold of your good lady insulted wife and say, we're leaving here, no, we're getting out. Keep sending get, the volleys on get stage. Get your coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead, to sit down seems to me the most gross example of what I, what is called, in other quarters, entitled behaviour that I've ever seen. It's like, I'm a movie star, I can do this. Yeah. 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 I've got a special chair. They've given me this privileged position at this very privileged ceremony, and I'm just going to resume my seat and act as if nothing happened, apart from shouting a few insults. It's just, it's kind of mad film star behavior moved up to another it's gear, to another isn't level. it? Yeah. It, it's completely another level. And um, I do not believe... I'm sure all these guys, you know, they're, they're the provocative com- comedians and so forth, we, they all understand that. It's a well-established trade. But I do not believe that Chris Rock made that comment thinking at all about Will Smith's wife's alopecia. I, I honestly, I think it was a, a mile away from his, from his thoughts because he would have been crazy to do that. Uh, and I don't think he's crazy. Do you? Well, well Over to you. okay. No, because I've only got two or three points to make. And one of them is, <laughs> I, I think, um, I think it looked like he knew he had said something that was contentious because when, when Will Smith came on stage, he was kind of like, it was almost as if he vaguely expected it. He wasn't surprised that he was upset. 
So therefore, he must have thought it was a, a, a it was on thin ice with the gag in the first place. Because otherwise, was that on the auto cue? You know, didn't no, nobody check be. that speech? Was that a spontaneous joke? I doubt it. Because if they had, they would have said to him, I wouldn't say that. So I suspect he probably did know that that was the case. But my feeling is, why didn't she... Could she not have? I know. I know it was a very harsh thing to make a gag about, but in the in the rock and roll, rough and tumble, and the hurly burly Dave of an Oscars roast, and that is the tradition now, isn't and it? And that's if, what it is. If you've seen uh, Ricky Gervais in years pass him, which I have, well, that's golden. That's golden globes, isn't it? That's different. Oh, it's it's golden golden globes. Anyway, but go on. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. it's still. I mean. Uh, unbelievably vicious environment, isn't it? You sit there and you say really, really contentious things about the people to see if they can take it. Now, what she could have done is risen above it. She could have done this kind of shrug as if to say, well, that's a bit harsh because actually I've got alopecia and I'm, you know, it's a a medical condition. But hey, you know, if you want to have a go, have a go. And being kind of good natured and shrugging about it. Now, if she'd done that, she would have got fantastic press, I think. The next day, people have said, my God, what a sweethearted woman. What a good-natured woman for, for, for dealing with that gag and not complaining about it. Because when what actually happened is, if you, if you saw it, is that his reaction was to the joke was that he laughed. He thought it was yeah, very funny. Yeah, he then yeah. turned to look at her, and she was looking <laughs> at absolute daggers. And that's my other point, is that... We see- there's so, so married life that is. You know? I know. So he <laughs> knows everyone. One looks at one good lady wife to find out if something is funny or not. To find you? out <laughs> whether it's okay. I know. That's, we uh, all do that. We all do that. The true, the true decisive Back in the chair. I know. I know. <laughs> in which case, and therefore, you know, I'm not trying to defend him at all because I thought it was fundamentally the wrong thing to do, but. He was defending her. It wasn't yeah. a joke about him. It wasn't a joke about him that he couldn't take. He was defending. And if somebody says something publicly, a kind of mean and unpleasant about your wife, you probably would have an immediate reflex gut reaction, wouldn't you? Okay. And I'll tell I you mean, what very, it would. Very extreme. I, I know it should never and I, I know. I entirely accept what you say, Mark. And, you know, it is possible to imagine ourselves in a situation where one's wife or one's family or whatever is somehow, you know, insulted or whatever. Can you imagine any fracas ensuing that doesn't immediately result in you leaving? I know. Well, that's the other thing they could have done is got up and left then. But they won't do that because it's the bloody Oscars. Well, also because he knew he was going to get an Oscar (laughs) 20 minutes later. Oh, how insulted was he? No, no, exactly. Very. Not as insulted that he couldn't receive an Oscar. Absolutely. I mean, I have to say, I did feel awfully sorry for all the other people who were who were involved because you know Kenneth Branagh. I mean, Kenneth Branagh has been nominated seven times, hasn't he? This is the first time he's ever won, and there he was clutching his Oscar to his to his bosom. Who cares? I've never seen anybody more pleased to win an Oscar. And good luck to him. He's fantastic. He deserves it. Yeah. But does anybody know anything about this? Are we talking about the people who won? No. Who no, did no. all the publicity? It's absolutely yeah. unbelievable. So last night I went to the Radio Times. Radio Times. Have do every every year but it hasn't happened for the last couple of years because of covid where they they give out covers 
kind of souvenir versions of their covers to loads of the people who've been on their covers. It's very nice to do it, you know. Yeah. Sorry, quite swish, take place at Claridge's and they have a celebrity presenter. And I've been before. Room yeah. full of stars and so forth. Anyway, the celebrity presenter last night was Lenny Henry. And Lenny Henry gets up. And he's very good. The first thing he says was, come, come up before I go any, go any further. Is Will Smith in the room? <laughs> so you thought yourself, you thought yourself, every presenter in, in the in the world this week is getting up and saying some variation on that, aren't they? You know, but there's but, uh, all these all these comedians have been tweeting about how they're all going to the gym in preparation for the Olivier Awards because they, they want to make make sure they're ready to to defend themselves. Well, you will see as a consequence of this an increase in the number of people going on stage and thumping comedians. You just will. Do you think you will? Yeah, undoubtedly, because he got away with it. You know, <laughs> it will just happen. I'm not seeking to encourage it in any way. I think it's absolutely reprehensible, but it will happen. God, well, we're, every- in a, we're in a bit of a pickle here if we're already thinking that comedy is dead, that nobody dares say anything. If they don't dare say anything because they might get thumped publicly, then there's even more of a deterrent, isn't it? Anyway, let's go to less controversial. Waters. I thought there was one very funny comment about go on. Hadley All Freeman right. of the of the Guardian. Hadley Freeman's British. She, she tweeted a thing said, "Having slept on it, this is my hot take on the Oscars. Men are just too emotional." <laughs> really, really funny. So you can imagine the response to that. <laughs> oh, well, as we've established, he wasn't emotional at all because he stayed. Yeah, Had he exactly. been emotional, he would have left. Um. So, yeah. So, you met, did you meet somebody who had a big collection of records? What were you telling me this well, morning? Well, I was, I met a guy at the, uh, it was a very nice evening that I wasn't there for an hour and a half or whatever. And um, I was standing around and I was talking to a guy who's very senior in BBC Sport, uh, you know, in charge of the Olympic, their coverage of the Olympics and, and Wimbledon and, and so forth. And uh, we talk about music. <laughs> And he was t- telling me that he'd, uh, he'd always been obsessed with big country. He'd always loved big country. He said, I've got all the records. I said, so, so go on. How many big country records have you got? Have you got 10? He said, oh, yeah, I've got 10. I said, have you got 15? He said, oh, yeah, I've got 15. <laughs> have you got 20? So at this point, you're thinking, these must be bootleg. I mean, they can't. How many records have oh, they got? Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, have you, have you, you haven't got 25, have you? They said, yeah, I think I've got 25. I've got 25 big country albums. I said, so how does that work? He says, well, I think they made eight when they were kind of together. Yeah. And then they made another one after Stuart Adams died and they, they kind yeah. of reformed with a different singer, I think, and so forth. And then there have been albums of outtakes, and, and then there have been, no doubt, loads and loads of live albums and so forth. So there are now, he says, and I've no reason to, to uh, you know, um, think he's wrong. He says there are 25 big country albums. And he's got which all re- Which really made me think. Yeah. Um, because there must be loads of people who have, ridiculous numbers of records by people who are, how can I put this, less than canonical artists. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. You know, having a load of Bob Dylan records or a load of Beatles records is kind of par for the course, isn't it, really? Yeah. But, uh, and I've, I'm just thinking, I've got a ridiculous amount of Fairport Convention records. I'm just looking over here, you know, how many of the records I've got of certain artists, you know, but but even even then, I, I don't have 25 Fairport Convention records, although I might do if I go and look at the CDs as well, you know. But there are probably loads and loads of cases, you know, I don't know. If they, uh, I bet people have got 25 Budgie albums. They probably are, aren't they? Um, yeah, you I mean, you're talking about illegal stuff as well, aren't you? Because I mean, my, I no, think our, I don't think I have collection is. I think we've got something in the region of sixty Beatles albums. Um, I mean, just absolute rubbish. You know, press conferences, uh, studio outtakes. You know, um, just awful, awful live recordings done by a kind of reel-to-reel recorder under a chair somewhere in Miami. You know, uh, and what? And Dylan, I would say we've got. Probably 70, 70 Dylan albums. I mean, it's absurd. We got kind of we got bootlegs from sound sound checks in Melbourne in 1966. I mean, none of this stuff's really worth it. The Beatles stuff isn't worth anything because nothing was any good came out in anthology. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, all that money you spent is now the whole thing is completely devalued. But no, I mean we've got uh, tons of those. God, what things you collect? I'm afraid so. I've collected all the Incredible String Band, of course. I mean, everything. Have you got every Incredible String Band? Yeah, all of them. I got Earth Band, No Ruinous Feud. I've got (laughs) Hard Hard Rope and Silken Twine. No Ruinous Feud. What a what an ironic title for an album that was because they were. Have you have you got? I've got their solo albums as well. I got liquid acrobat as regards, as regards the air. The air. Oh, yeah, it's a great title, isn't it? Now, I'm afraid and I've so, got all of them, which is absolutely. Fine. I've got a Robin Williamson solo. I've got his. I've got his Murr album. I've got stuff that must have sold about four copies. I don't know why I never really played a lot of them. I collected. I've got. I've got, I've got two well, Michael Heron albums here. Somewhere. Oh right, smiling oh, men, smiling men with bad reputation, and uh, I can't remember what the name of the other one is. That's um, a good record. And it's got uh, Keith Moon on it, I think. Yeah. And uh, now the funny thing is, you know, Incredible String Band, Classic Case, 
loads and loads of albums. How many good ones? Three. Three, probably three. You're being there you kind. Go. You're being found. They're very patchy, aren't they? Yeah, the three are well, great. I mean, some of them are just fundamentally no good at all because they just haven't got the right lineup. You know, there's no good song. No, 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 no. So it all went really, really sour and downhill very, very fast. So if you if you can do better than 25 big country albums, I don't mean that you got 26 big country albums, but I'm really interested in people who've got, I don't know, 25 Thea Gilmore albums or, you know, 25 Leon Russell records. So I, th- I think that's really interesting to show such dedication to people who are kind of less than less than stellar, I think is a remarkable thing. And we want to hear about it. The Word Podcast. Prime cuts of popular culture served fresh each week. Here's a funny thing. Have you ever seen this before? Ben, ben Sidron. I've seen Ben Sidron in concert. How funny. Have you really? Yeah, ben I love Ben Sidron. Farnham Maltings, I think it was. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was really, really good. Ben Sidron, probably best known as a member of the Steve Miller Band, wasn't yeah. he? And, and, uh, and so forth. He's kind of made to those. And he made these really good albums on Blue Thumb. Blue Thumb, one of my favourite labels in the 70s, kind of jazzy pop. But these were the days. I, I, I just want you to travel back with me, Mark, uh, to the days when, uh, when you could put an album out of kind of marginal jazzy pop and say, I'll tell you what's going to be on the cover. My foot, my yeah. bare foot sticking out of the window of a car. And that will be You're on Pressed the against the glass. <laughs> Suggesting what? That some kind of uh, anky-panky is going on in the back seat? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea at all. But he and, would have said that and, and somebody in the art department would have signed it off, wouldn't they? Absolutely no trouble at no all. No problem. It's fine, Ben, whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so, here's a curious thing, I think. Roxy Music's original lineup about to go on oh. tour of America. Oh. I saw this tweeted by Brian Eno to make it absolutely clear that, uh, that Brian Eno is not part of it. But I do think it's pretty amazing that that lineup that made the Roxy Music album 50 years ago in 1972 Brian Ferry, Andy McGuire, Phil Manzanera, Paul Thompson, all still going. Graham Simpson, the, the bass player, is no longer with us. And Brian is not signing up. But I still think that's pretty amazing, actually that four members of an original band are still together and still touring. Because I don't think I can't think of a band with more members than that now. Oh, I just I, thought... I can't. Kiss still go, but there's only about two of them, I think. There's uh, three three members of Kiss, sure. Three members. Are there three of the original? Oh God, I'm maybe wrong about that. I this. think there's only two, I don't know. Um, ZZ Top Sally's only two of them now. You know, Aerosmith, no, there's only a, a couple of them. Fleetwood Mac, that lineup didn't really get to go until 77. You two are now coming into contention. I mean, that's amazing that the four actually them. Aerosmith. I, well, while you talk about Aerosmith, I think there's more than two of them still uh, still with us. Uh, in fact, they definitely but certainly are. Certainly not four, I don't think. Um, well, it's, it's just interesting. The drummer. Whose name has just stripped, stripped my mind? I think it, it Kramer, it's the ending Kramer. I think it does. He he has kind of taken. They're, they're about to resume their kind of Las Vegas Jerry residency. Kramer? That was that's right. That was um, cut short, obviously because of COVID. Massive money spending, kind of twenty five nights in Las Vegas. You know, all you can eat buffet, um, and. Um, He's he's not going to be there for that because he's taking leave of absence. And it's one of these, I just need to go off and get my head together or whatever. But he hasn't left. 
this is a guy who's like 71 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I just decided, no, I'm not going to come on that tour. But but I, I'm not I'm not handing my notice in. Please note, I'm not giving up. You know, so I could come and join the one after next. <laughs> Absolutely, and you're going to need me. You're going to be glad. Which is an extraordinary state of affairs. It it seems to me. Well, so Roger me. Everyone's looking for every combination, aren't they? It's like like with Mick Taylor, the Stones with Mick Taylor. I mean, it never crossed my mind that they'd call Mick Taylor back in again. But why not? I suppose we're still there. You know, and suddenly the Mick Taylor lineup was well. Obviously, Bill wasn't there, but that's pretty amazing, really. Yeah, Rolling Stones not right without Bill Wyman. It seems to me. No, not right. No. Yeah, well, I know Charlene Watts. That's a different story, but uh, but there's uh, going to be. I mean, Metallica and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Def Leppard and all those guys. Those guys uh, fairly soon are going to look like they've done nearly nearly fifty years. That was it, nearly forty something, isn't it? it? Will be forty something. But I still think that's pretty amazing. Four members of Roxy still there, still with Talk, us. Talking of forty years ago, look at that. Oh my God, Jackson! Well, that's a that is a genuine. Sorry, I've got to show you. This is a complete coincidence. That's what I dug out this morning. Was oh, and you got Joe Jackson looked sharp. Yeah, yeah. I, that for some sharp? reason, I was thinking about this record, and I've sat down and listened to it, and it's fantastic. Look sharp by Joe Jackson. Oh, really? I haven't heard that for years. It's really, this really is, good. Do you remember this is, Fools in Love, Sunday Papers? Yeah. Is she really going out with him? Yeah. It's a really good record. So that was the first one, wasn't it? That was yes, the first it was. one. This caused a lot of excitement, a huge amount of excitement. And I interviewed him very, very early on. And he almost immediately made it clear that he hated the press, which I thought was pretty astonishing. Charlie Murray wrote this beautiful piece about him in the NME. I can still I can still remember it vividly, saying you absolutely have to listen to this guy. I and mean, he got amazing press, but he was just sort of very very contemptuous of all journalists. <laughs> by the fact, they, they completely launched his career. <laughs> yes, anyway, very funny, very curmudgeonly fellow actually. Yeah, extremely curmudgeonly fellow. Well, he really was in talented. kind of interviews and so forth. But yeah, very talented. But what are you going to say about night? No, I was going to say the that, record. That, the, the record that, that I eighty two. That's my point. It's forty years wow. old this year. Wow. Joe Jackson's night and day, which is extraordinary. Well, thing. look sharp would be whatever that would be. Would and well, like there'll be more forty two. I'll say forty two, But I do think that one of the things that makes the difference with this record is the cover. It's just beautiful, amazing, isn't it? Which is it's based on. Uh, was it Al Hirschfeld, the uh, the New Yorker illustrator, who used to do all these fabulous line drawings back in the yeah. back in the forties? So very self consciously conjures up, doesn't it? The kind of the um, New York of the New Yorker and uh, George Gershwin and Carl Porter and so forth. But it's a fantastic record. It's a really, really good record still to this day. But my goodness, forty years old. Uh, Talking to dates, June the 18th of this year, we are once more back in Holland Park in London, uh, presenting the second in our award-winning series <laughs> of Word in Your Park. We present uh, ourselves with awards. <laughs> and we always win them. Yeah. We do. Uh, where this, on this occasion, because the 18th is also the 80th birthday of James Paul McCartney, we shall be we should be celebrating that in our own particular way with special guests to come along and talk about Paul McCartney, celebrate Paul McCartney in a variety of different ways. Uh, we're going to have uh, what we're going to have a ukulele slam. Are we calling it? Mark? Yeah, we are. It's going to be a ukulele sand clash. 
Sound yeah, clash. People playing classic McCartney tunes on, on the, the ukulele, ukulele which on he would ukulele. approve of, as he used to play it himself. And uh, so there's all manner of uh, uh, fun games and uh, and stimulating encounters, uh, and that's taking place on the 18th of June in the afternoon. Yeah. In the These afternoon. In uh, the Holland Park, if you can, if you went last year, you know it's a fantastic uh, venue because we're very kind of very uh, happy to be um, to be uh, friends with Opera Holland Park. Yeah, who every year build this covered auditorium out just outside Holland House in Holland Park, where they put on their productions, and uh, and so we've got it for the Saturday afternoon. There'll be licensed bars. There will be guaranteed sunshine. It was gorgeous last year, wasn't it? It was the sky. It was absolutely fantastic. And it's going to be even better. It's going to be even better this year. And so, uh, you know, make sure if you haven't done so already uh, that you order your tickets via the link below. And have we got some new patrons? I think we have, haven't we? Uh, Well, uh, Alex will have to join us now to. uh, Can he do that? Alexander Geld is uh, his microphone being unmuted, and here he is. All right, okay. There Who you have go. you got, Alex? As if by magic. Here we are. Oh, um, there you are. Right. Okay, I can tell you right now. New patrons we have this week are oh, Michael Cronshaw. Very good, Hello, Michael. Michael. Cronshaw. Nice I'm to have you aboard. Splendid to have you. The mysterious Greg. Just Greg. Uh, just Greg. Just Greg. T- How many G's in Greg? That's terse, Greg. Is it um, Greg with three G? A three G Greg. Who's your favourite Gregs in rock, Mark? Gregs. Well, who are there? There's um, there's Allman. There's, there's Greg, Greg from. There's a Gregory in uh, the Heaven Seventeen, isn't there? Glenn Gregory. That's his surname. Glenn Gregory. Greg Allman. Greg Allman. Um, Greg Ridley of Humble Humble oh, Pie yeah, and yeah. Tooth. Um, I've gone blank. Can't think of any other Gregs. There's got to be loads. Surely. Greg, Greg Gilbert of the Delays. Oh, there you go. We got four. We got four. We are quartered. Carry on. Go on. Chris Bergson. Hello, Chris. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Pull up a chair. I know how it's pronounced. It's Ayala or Ayala. Ayala. Is there any other name? A Y A L A. That's the only name we've been given. Ayala. What a great name. Okay. Famous football by Ayala. Go on. Uh, also, we have Frank McFarlane. Frank, okay, hello, Frank, Frank. Very nice to have you. Frank's in rock. Come on. Frank's in rock. Frank Zappa, Frank. obviously. Frank Black. Frank Black. Frank. Uh, there's a Frank in the searches, wasn't there? Uh, Frank Allen in the searches. That was That's the, yeah. through. We are quarters. Carry yeah, on. There. Okay. <laughs> now, these are annual patrons. If- if you subscribe annually, you get 15 whole percent off. There you um, go. First of which is Kirsty McLean Steel. Hello, Kirsty. Hello, Kirsty. That's great. Kirsty's in rock. You also get your birthday, uh, special birthday uh, number, which if people don't know well, about that's it, only if well, you subscribe that... to the birthday tier. So oh, sorry. That, that's a top, tier. top tier subscription. Oh, okay. Yeah. Top tier. It's a mighty, mighty gift. Um, is. Next up is Peter Carlton. Peter Carlton, Hello, Peter. On board. Russell Tarr. A Russell Tarr. Russell Tarr. Yeah. Who was the Russell Wooden in Penguin. the band at Smash Hits? He used to spell Russell. 
Oh, there was a there was a there was a new romantic musician called Russell as well. Really? Russell Bell. No. Do you remember? He was always known as Ro Russell Bell because he spelled his name with two R's. <laughs> two R's, two S's, and two L's. Ro Russell uh, Bell. Very good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, wooden penguin. Wooden, wooden penguin. penguin. Very nice to we welcome all the penguin family. From <laughs> 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 Mr. Penguins. Uh, penguins in rock. Penguins in rock. Well, Flew there's a, a Fleetwood Mac theme there, isn't it? Fleetwood Mac had an album called Penguin. On, on the, uh, in the artwork of several Fleetwood Mac covers, I think they're. Yeah, they were they, uh, the, their official symbol, isn't it? Yeah, so it's, the, it's the it's the band creature, isn't it? The penguin. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Um, there's the Penguin Cafe Orchestra. If we if yes. we count them as rock, count, have we got a third? Didn't the Nanook, the Frank Zappa character, didn't he encounter a penguin at some stage? I think he might have done. Oh, okay. Let's see. Across so. the tundra, mile after mile. Yeah, I don't know. And finally, we have Mark Thomas and Martin Simmons. Very uh, Mark good. And Martin, Martin well, Simmons and Mark welcome, Thomas. welcome on board, both Great of you. Have you. Uh, welcome to the fun and games, uh, which will be uh, resuming next Friday Oops. after after a break for our um, normal Friday night quiz. And if you haven't already taken part, make sure you do so. Which takes place via Zoom, where we uh, every every week for those people who haven't done it, we uh, what we do is we uh, we present uh, ten visual clues to the identity of a musical act, and you simply have to guess. And how many have we done of these? Cryptic now? clues. We must have done hundreds, what, 60, yeah, hundreds. 70, 80? We've been doing. Oh, we've been doing it over two years. I think we have. It's absolutely astonishing. Oh, definitely over hundreds. Well, a lot of people suggest uh, uh, possible subjects, but obviously they can't suggest possible subjects. They then know the answer. No, no, sure. we've had they've been a wide diversity of, of, uh, of uh, wide range, and they're very very entertaining. They're yeah. Good. So if you haven't already taken part, make sure you do so in the very near future. This podcast was brought to you by the Word. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.